Hey, it's David. You're listening to Sports and Jesus Podcast. Please leave us a five-star review on however you're listening to this and enjoy the show. Welcome back. Um, since last week, I guess. This is uh, episode two here. I'm here with Stats, finally. Yes, sir. This is a. It's been a while since we've had stats here on the uh, on the podcast. How We're you been? Back in action, though. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yep. So uh, Super Bowl coming up in a few days. We so we decided to do a Super Bowl pregame episode with you guys. Also, just to mention, uh, stats is not present in the studio he's driving right now which is why you hear that uh that in the background so that's that's what's going on there but so it's just me in the studio but we've got stats here and that's the most important thing so (laughs) i'm not talking to myself which i'm sure everybody would be tired of and have already changed the channel you don't change channels in podcasts press the pause button yeah whatever so yeah so this is our super game Super Game Pre-Bowl is what this is. Our Super, super... Game Pre-Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I guess we probably can't technically use the word Super Bowl because I'm pretty sure that's copyrighted. So from now on, we're calling it the Super Game Pre-Bowl. So, you cool with that, Stats? I'm good with that. Whatever. Yeah. So, who do you think is going to win? Who? You... Okay, first of all, let's do this. All right? On the count of three, we're both going to say... Who we think is going to win and why we think they're going to win. Okay. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. One, two, three. Rams, the Rams because I, I hate Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. <laughs> what? Do we just become best friends? <laughs> if we ain't already, we are now. Yep. So... As this podcast, we'd like to take the stance that no one else slash do what? Yeah, we'd like to take the stance that no one else is taking, and by no one I mean everyone else, that we are the podcast that hates Tom Brady. Notice how I conveniently left all the people, all the Tom Brady supporters out of this Super Game Pre-Bowl episode. So uh, it's only only invited the Tom Brady haters here on this on this episode. So stats, why why do you hate Tom Brady? Uh, I really have no reason to back up why I hate Tom Brady. Is, is it because I, I I feel like go ahead. No, I was just making a joke. Continue. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he's like the older kid on a playground standing at the top of the slide that when the little kids climb up to the slide thinking they're going to slide down, he just pushes them off and don't want anybody else to play. Even though he don't win every year like Nick Saban, I just feel like that's who he is, maybe because he's old. I don't know. Right, and those younger kids are uh, Patrick Mahomes? Yes, yes, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, that's it. (laughs) 
Um, what year do you remember? You're, you're a little younger than me. Do you remember what year? What the first year you started watching football is was? Say that one more time. Do you remember the first year that you started watching football? The first year that I was ever big into NFL football was the Buccaneers Raiders Super Bowl. What year was that? My dad was a. Uh, that was 2001, maybe. No, it wasn't 2001. Hang on. Oh, you keep talking. I'm googling. Uh, yeah. Anyways, he was a huge Buccaneers fan. And I remember it because that was the first time I got to stay up past 8.30 to watch that football game. And the Buccaneers won, thanks to all Scott and uh, Pittman. <laughs> so that was the 2002 season. So that's your bowl of Yeah, and 2003. So that means you've been watching football for, what's 19 minus 2? 17 years? Yeah, 17 years. And in those 17 years, Tom Brady has gone to, what, nine, eight of those Super Bowls? Yeah. Tom Brady has been winning Super Bowls since before you started watching football. That's true. When did he come in? 2001? Yeah, 2001 was when, I think that was the year they won that first one, also against the Rams. And he was a backup, wasn't he? Well, he was a backup at the start of the year, and then Drew Bledsoe got hurt, and he came in. And then actually, I don't know if many people remember this, but Drew, but Tom Brady got hurt in the AFC Championship game against the Steelers, and Drew Bledsoe came in. Well, Drew Bledsoe came in and led them to a win to put them in the Super Bowl. And I still remember it was a big debate who would Bill Belichick start in the Super Bowl. Would it be Tom, or sorry, Super Game? Would it be... Tom Brady or Drew Bledsoe and everybody thought he was going to do I mean the logical the logical answer would be Drew Bledsoe because Drew Bledsoe's played in a Super Bowl before Drew Bledsoe's a veteran Drew Bledsoe has proven it and Bill Belichick said nope I'm starting Brady and now Drew Bledsoe nobody knows where he is and Brady's about to play in his ninth Super Bowl yep so and he's won he is the most he has won the most Super Bowls by any quarterback. And if he loses this Super Bowl, he will have tied with the most losses by any quarterback. Deflategate. Or Spygate. Or there's been a bunch of gates <laughs> with with Brady. A bunch of ways they've cheated. But do you know Bill who... Bill Gates. <laughs> the Bill Gate. Do you know who he would be tied with? Or... Most winning? Most losses. Oh, losses. Yeah. Most losses in the Super Bowl. I'll give you a hint. This guy's nephew played for your rival. Ooh, Kelly. Yep, Jim Kelly. Lost four straight Super Bowls. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather would you rather be Jim Kelly and lose four straight Super Bowls or uh, be Archie Manning and play for the worst team in the NFL. Jim, Jim Kelly? But be as good as Archie Manning. Well, 
I would say that Jim that Kelly. That was a really dumb question. Yeah, I would say Jim Kelly probably better than Archie <laughs> Manning. But <laughs> would you better had you would you rather be a not as good player who didn't do as much winning? Yeah, or a better player that won more games. With the more Super Bowls, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's like saying, would you rather be Duke or would you rather be not Duke? <laughs> Loyola, Chicago. <laughs> Although they went further than Duke last year, didn't they? No, Duke made it to the lead eight. Final four. Oh yeah. Wow, it's amazing. My memory. I can remember the Super Bowls that happened before I was born, but I can't remember last year's March Madness. <laughs> <laughs> so we both okay i say i picked the rams it's more like i hope the rams will win but if you gunned to my head or said hey you have to put all of your life savings on who you think is going to win uh, i'm going to pick the patriots probably yeah that's that's where i'm at i i have no reason to believe that the rams will win outside of my hatred for tom brady yeah. I'm praying that the Rams win. I want it for their coach, because their coach is like 32. I just want to see Aaron Donald do to Tom Brady what the Giants did to Tom Brady back in those Super Bowls. That makes me happy. Not <laughs> quite, though, as happy as Clemson destroying Alabama. Did we talk about that? Well, we did in last episode. You weren't there. You didn't answer the phone, remember? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, moving on, still talking about our uh, Super Game Pre-Bowl. I've got, uh, you know, everybody loves top five list, right? Would you like to hear my very random, but I want to put a top five list, of the best quarterbacks to only win one Super Bowl? But first yeah, of all, let's, let's see how many of them can you name. Go. Um. All right. Nope. Jim Kelly. Nope. Didn't win one. <laughs> We've already said that. Aaron Rodgers. Yep, that's one. That's my number. Russell Wilson. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Aaron Rodgers is my number three. Russell Wilson, nope, he's not in my top five. Ben Roethlisberger. He won two. Cam Newton. Didn't win one. <laughs> you're close. Am I close? He I mean, played he, in one? you're not close. Yeah, he played in one. He didn't win. Remember him pouting and oh yeah, scared yeah. to grab the ball and Peyton beat him and Peyton was old. Uh, and he's like, I can't play anymore because I'm so old. Philip Rivers. Never been to one. <laughs> okay. Joe Montana. Yep. Um, Joe Montana won four. That's, yeah, no. Um, so, number five. You ready for this? Yeah. Drew Brees. Dun, dun, dun. He's only won one? Yeah, he's only been in one. He beat Manning. Okay, okay, okay. We got to move faster. Number two, number, wait, what comes before five? Four. four number four. 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 four, four, four. Number four. You ready for this? Steve Young. Yep, he won one against the Chargers. It was crazy. I don't remember. I was four. Okay, number three. You mentioned him, Aaron Rodgers. 
All right, all right. Number two, I'll give you a hint. He played on the same team as Aaron Rodgers. Just Brett Favre. Be- yep, Brett Favre. And number one, the best quarterback ever to play in the history of the Super Bowl. Dak Prescott. Nick Foles. Yeah, that's last year. That's right. If you're a Sports and Jesus regular listener, you know that we firmly believe after last year's Super Bowl that Nick Foles is the greatest quarterback of all time. Might we add that you called it? Yep, I did call it. He's the greatest quarterback of all time right behind Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) So. I have no reason to disagree. Yeah, I mean... That's it, right there. So, is that all? Is that all on our Super Bowl talk? I mean, there's really. I mean, I don't have anything else to talk about about the Super Bowl. Yeah, hopes and dreams from here on out. Yep, you heard it. You heard it first. The Rams will win, just like we predicted the Eagles winning last year. So, what else is going on in sports? Uh, Anthony Davis, big time. And yeah. Yeah, so if you don't know anything about sports or haven't watched SportsCenter in the last week or anything on ESPN or, yeah. Anthony Davis, the star player for the New Orleans Pelicans. I saw the New Orleans Pelicans play a couple weeks ago in Memphis. Anthony Davis didn't play. He messed up his finger. But anyway, he has, through his agent, demanded a trade. Because he's tired of living in New Orleans, I guess. Is that it? I was going to ask. Is there problems or they just suck? Um, I think there's there's not very good. I think probably both. I don't know. I really don't know. I think he kind of sees. you got to figure everybody kind of sees like with the, what the Warriors are doing. Like you've got, you've got to be a part of a super team to even compete with the Warriors. So... The two teams that he's been linked with would be the Los Angeles Lakers because this past season, Anthony Davis hired a new agent, and that agent is LeBron James' best friend and also LeBron James' agent. So people thought a lot of people thought right then that that was the end goal, was getting Anthony Davis to the Lakers. The other possible spot that, that some people are naming is the Boston Celtics. However, the Boston Celtics, for some weird NBA rule reason, they can't trade for him until this offseason. Whereas the Lakers, they, they can trade for him before the trade deadline. So, if you are the New Orleans Pelicans, what are you demanding for Anthony Davis? From the Lakers, first of all. From the Lakers? Yeah. You must be driving really fast. It's getting really loud. Uh, okay. I'm not speeding, but <laughs> you get to have, all right. Answer the question. Who would well, you demand? Would I demand? Yes. I would demand Brandon Ingram and a second round draft pick. That that's all. So. Yes. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, let me tell you, if I'm the Pelicans, do you know who I'm asking for? LeBron James. Yes. <laughs> I'm saying... Well, oh. I mean, that's... That, they should know there's no way that's happening. Well, then you're not getting Anthony Davis, because you can make the argument, argument 
argument argument that Anthony Davis, I mean, he's possibly the future of the NBA, right? He's 25. He's he's 25 years old. He's a superstar. He's going to win some MVPs, and I want LeBron James. And if the Celtics are asking, I'm saying, okay, we start at Kyrie Irving, and we go from there. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know if I'm just straight up trading Kyrie Irving. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if I'm trading Anthony Davis for just Kyrie Irving. I'm like, give me Kyrie Irving and give me Jalen Jalen Brown, and then and then we'll talk. I'm saying, hey Houston, you want Anthony Davis? Well, give me the beard. So you're saying I feel like everything you've said, the Pelicans are coming out better. I don't know, man. He's 20. Okay, so the Celtics trade Kyrie and Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown. two all-stars right there. Jalen Brown. I mean, Jalen Brown, well, I mean, he's still good. I mean, you're yeah. trading two of your starting five for one guy. He's, I mean, he's I Anthony know. Davis. I mean, yeah, you got a point, but. I know I got a point. Uh, That's what I'm saying. And, and really, though, I mean, if you're the Pelicans, you've got all the power. Like, I'm not – like, you don't have to trade them, you know? Yeah. And then you have a mad dude that don't want to play for you. Well, does he want to get paid? I guess. Regardless, his long-term dream is L.A. We think. He hasn't said that. Nor has well, his eyebrow. <laughs> I'm just Did saying. You say Nor has his eyebrow. Yeah, his eyebrow hadn't said anything either. I'm just saying, like, I'm. I, I would have shaved. I know it's like his look and his thing and his signature. I would have shaved that a long time ago. Yeah, he's got to have a girlfriend for money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I, I got a I got a funny story for you. Okay. Well, let me rephrase that. I got a stunt funny story for our listeners because Ben was definitely on the phone with me when it happened. So, I've uh, I've got I've got AirPods, right? And Ben and I, well, Ben, sorry, um, Stats. Oh, they know your real name now. <laughs> not blown cover. <laughs> not Ben. Um, Stats and I, we do the same job, and our job involves a lot of drive time. So we talk to each other on. On the phone most of the day. And I've got my AirPods in, so I'm either listening to podcasts or talking to stats. And today, I went in a gas station to get me something to eat. And I've got my AirPod. I took one ear out. So I'm talking so I can hear stats. And one ear out. The other ear is free so I can hear the person that's selling me my food. And so as I'm walking out, I'm going to put my other AirPod in. I also, at all times have a pocket full of Jolly Ranchers until I eat them all then obviously it's a pocket full of Jolly Rancher wrappers but I hadn't eaten them all yet so I reach in my pocket and I put these in the same pocket and I pull out and I didn't realize this until I stuck it in my ear I pulled out a Jolly Rancher (laughs) and so I, I hope I don't know if anyone saw me walk outside the gas station and just pull a Jolly Rancher out of my pocket and stick it in my ear I hope somebody saw you. <laughs> I hope it's on camera some somewhere. Maybe I'll become <laughs> internet famous. But <laughs> but uh, that that about wraps up 
uh, or getting close to wrapping up our Super Game Pre-Bowl show. So, go Rams. I hope Tom Brady... I hope Tom Brady loses five times actually on Sunday would be awesome. If I my I'm praying that Tom Brady comes out of the Super Bowl and his Super Bowl record is five and eight. Is <laughs> is my goal. Um so maybe I'm just praying that as Tom Brady's Super Bowl career began with the Rams, I'm also praying it'll end, and this is the last time we see Tom Brady in this game. So, maybe that'll happen. We can only dream, right? That's right. <laughs> so, check us out on social media. We've got, check us out on Instagram, Facebook. Find us there. Please leave us a five-star review on however you're listening to this. One of our sponsors, we're brought to you today by Red Letter Clothing, redletterclo.com. Go check out. Got some cool uh, gear. Some cool they gear. They really do have really cool stuff. I saw it the other day. Yep. Everything from stickers, hoodies, t-shirts, hats. They've got all kinds of really, really cool stuff with a an awesome message, but also very stylish. So... You look good, and you're saying good stuff all with what you're wearing, which, I mean, we know I, I look good no matter what I'm wearing, but I also like <laughs> to for what I'm wearing to say good things also. But, yep, check that out. and It's a two-in-one special. Yeah. <laughs> so next time we will talk about what, you know, the Rams beating the Patriots is what our our conversation will be about next episode. We're also about to get to the point where football is officially over. We'll be able to talk some recruiting stuff next next week, next episode, because recruit the National Signing Day, recruiting day, is this Wednesday. So maybe we'll have Go some dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we'll be able to talk about some of that, and then we will be heading straight into where all we have to talk about is basketball. Yep, heading that way. Really excited about it. Maybe I'll slip in some soccer stuff. Go, go, Uve. We'll see y'all. God to me is mind blowing. I'm on that theology to keep my mind going. Shade tree theologian. I ain't wear suits. Sporting tattoos while I'm cruising through the institutes. John Calvin, that's moving. You might even catch me reading. Hey, you're about to hear an interview with. My friend Timka in Ukraine, in Rakiv, Ukraine. We did this interview a few months ago back in the fall. Hope you enjoy. It is central and necessary for our survival. Does not have a rival. Moving is not idle. If you preach it, then you liable to have revival. And that's what we need in our local churches. It's either dry as a bone or something like a circus. But it has been purchased so we can commandeer it. Lord Jesus, revive us with your Holy Spirit. Hey, back with Sports and Jesus on the Jesus portion of this episode. I'm actually here in Rakiv, Ukraine, in western Ukraine, the Carpathian Mountains, and we're here on a on a mission trip. Been helping with some some good friends and a church plant and a kids camp this week and um I've got my good friend Timka here who is the worship leader here at 
church house of prayer for all nations is how it translates in English. Um, what is it in, in Ukrainian? Дім молитва для всіх народів. Yeah, that's what I that's what I meant. Um, that's, <laughs> so um, going to just ask uh, Tim a few questions. Tim actually his his dad Vadim is the pastor here at the church in Rakiv and planted the church and so so Tim's been a part of the church was raised in this church been a part of it for most of his life now and has been the the worship leader the last few years and is just I just really have grown close to Tim um, over the last year or two and really like his heart for worship and for serving this church and um, it's just it's really awesome to see some of the things they do so um so Tim, would you like to just kind of share a little bit more, just kind of this the story of the church in a few minutes, just kind of how the church started, what what God's has done recently in the church, because He's been doing some awesome things. I know in the last few years. Would you like to share some of that? Uh, yeah, the first, uh, the first of all, uh, 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 the church started like ten or fifteen years ago. Um, my father, he was a missionary in one uh, South African organization, and uh, uh, this missionary organization, they, uh, they were uh, seeking for the place where to start an, uh, a new church, and my father uh, once came here in Rahu, because we lived in Kiev, and my father just uh, had a trip to Rahu, and he fell in love with this town, and uh, it seemed to him that this is a good place to start a new church. Um, uh, so the problem of planting a new church was uh, that the organization he worked was too religious and they um, focused more on the dogmas and theology than on, a, on, on a God, you know, on relationships with God. And, uh, so few years, uh, uh, there was no results, no people in the church, you know, and uh, two years ago, uh, the church uh, consisted f uh, of like 30 members, and but then we started to focus more on uh, relationships with God and to focus more on sharing the gospel, and. After that, the church started to grow, and now the church is almost 100 members. And, yeah. Wow, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, so I I first came here and 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 met Tim and met the guys of this church and the guys in this room right now um, last last summer. And, but my my father, who's a, a pastor, a, a local pastor, has been coming here for four or five years, maybe. And um, so you got to kind of understand one thing about Rakiv. There are a few different cultures and and races and groups of people in in Rakiv. Is mostly uh, native Ukrainian. Um, or white people. And then when you first come into town, you've got a part of town where the the Roma live, the, the Roma people who originally 
um, their ancestors come from India, and um, they they live when you first come into town. And one cool thing about this church is they're probably one of the few churches in this part of Ukraine that is very diverse racially, and God has just really blessed them in that way. I know that's that's one thing. Tim, that your dad has said one reason he started this church was so that they, or one shift in focus from this church was being able to minister to the Roma. And that's been where this church has seen a lot of growth recently has been, has been with, with the Roma and there, I mean, it's just, it's amazing what, what God's doing there. Just some of the young men that God's raising up there um, pastors and potential pastors and leaders and guys that are on Tim's worship team and it's just it's amazing and it's it's really cool to see just a group of people that genuinely love Jesus which is this whole church but um I know a lot of people here have a background in Russian Orthodox and that's what God is is saving them from and it's just it's a cool story. I mean, you, you come here and they pack on a Sunday morning, they pack 120, 130 people in a really small room and it's really hot and people are just, I mean, on their knees praying out to God and they'll sing song. I mean, it's just like, so probably many of you that are listening to this, like you've, you've never seen anything like this. It is people that are passionate about God. And not only that, People, it is a praying people, a praying church, and God has been faithful to them and faithful to that. I mean, just just for example, this week at our kids' camp, we we come in, um, we come in Sunday night, and we look at the weather, and there is rain on the forecast for Monday, the first day of kids' camp. And Tim's dad says, oh, we'll just pray about it. And we kind of think that's a joke or whatever. And they prayed about it, and it hasn't rained a drop since then. And that's just just an example of how, I mean, these these people really believe if they pray, God will answer. And God has answered prayers. And and it's just cool to see that. So um, so that's kind of just the, the history kind of the background of this this growing, thriving, healthy church here in the mountains of Ukraine. Um, they are very theologically very strong and robust, and, I mean, they're gospel-centered to the T. And gospel-centered, prayer-believing, the Holy Spirit continues to work. I mean, it's it really... To me, and, and I got the opportunity to share this with the church this past Sunday, but it it looks like Acts chapter 2 here, to where that God is just saving people, and they just have all things in common, and they eat together, and they hang out together, and they love one another, and God is adding to their number um, those that he is saving. So, so um, we'll kind of that's that's kind of the background of the church here, and we'll kind of shift from there to kind of Tim's wheelhouse, which is which is music and and worship music, and um, a little bit more background. I need to let Tim talk soon, but uh, just some more background there. Their worship music here is is awesome. Um, they do they have 
a very gifted congregation. They have a very gifted worship team. They they typically do. Um, they have a, a full band. They've got multiple drum drummers that they rotate, and they've got guitar players, and they've got keyboard players, and they've got singers, and they've got. I mean, it's just God has really blessed them with talent. They they write some of their own music. It's um, which we'll let Tim talk about that in a little bit. But it's just it's really cool. Like they are they have a really good worship team here that takes worship seriously and um so tim as as you're one of the ones that that typically helps kind of decide the direction of the worship team and the music that you play and um what what do y'all typically look for like if you're listening to a new worship song okay first of all before we start that what languages do y'all sing in uh, first of all, we sing on Russian language. Uh, also, we sing on Ukrainian and Roma language. Okay, yeah, you heard that right. They sing, they they worship in three different languages, sometimes in the same service, and um, so so that's that's really cool. I mean, you talk about diversity there. Um, when you hear like a a new worship song in Russian or in like. What what are things that you look for when you think through, hey, this is a song that I think our congregation might enjoy and might sing? Um, what are things in the lyrics? What are things in the way it sounds? Um, just like things like that. Like when you, because I, I, know, I know a lot of worship leaders, I know there's probably been times where you hear something and you're like, hey, our people would love that. Like I'm going to go tell my worship team we're going to learn that. What are some of those things that just grab your ear in that way? Uh, it seems to me, you know, the li- uh, first of all, the lyrics. Because uh, when you listen to lyrics, uh, first of all, I'd like to hear uh, lyrics about relationships with God, uh, about love, uh, about uh, peace. And first of all, it's relationships with God, you know, uh, your emotions, your... Um, feelings. What do you feel according to God? And and then uh, uh, is music, you know, uh, and melody. How it sounds. If the people uh, uh, will like to to listen to it and to sing, you know, it it need to be easy, but also really powerful. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's one thing. Probably when you've got such a diverse um a diverse congregation is things that are powerful and easy is is that that's big which i mean that that could apply to any congregation is that's that's really i think that's really profound like finding something that is lyrically powerful but the the melody and the way the song musically is easy for the congregation to learn and to sing and and one cool thing that I've noticed is they they and it's not because they don't know a bunch of songs, but they sing a lot of the songs over and over and over and over, which allows for the congregation that they can because they they do have a service on Sunday mornings where they've got a projector and they've got the words up there, but they do a lot throughout the week in at homes and at they've got a building. 
at the in um, the Roma part of town where they do some worship services too, and they can't carry projectors there. So by doing songs, the a lot a lot songs a lot of times, the people learn them and they memorize them. And you go to the Ro- to the Roma camp or to the the Roma village, and there are there will be like last night we were there, and there's sixty something people in a house and every one of them knew the lyrics of the songs we were singing i didn't know the lyrics it was a different language and i didn't <laughs> i didn't know but i was the only one not not singing and it, it's that's just really it's really cool how like a lot of these things they've thought a lot of this out um tim is a very gifted songwriter and they've got some other good songwriters on on their worship team and and guys i'm, I'm telling y'all like just mark this down right remember Timka's name because I think like the future of sound worship music in Russian and Ukrainian language is gonna come from this part of Ukraine. It's just really cool what they're doing and um but in in songwriting and and writing specifically worship songs as you're you're thinking through like I wanna write something like you said, that the the words are profound and powerful but it's easy for people to learn and to sing. Um, where do you typically get inspiration for for your songs? Um, where do the ideas come from? Um, it seems to me there, there's a, a few different situations, but it seems to me it's just simple life, simple simple people's life, simple human life. Uh, you know, people have a lot of problems sometimes. Uh, 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 sometimes people people are in depression, and that kind of uh, different situations, and uh, and you just uh, write write the lyrics about your life, you know, but also about relationships with God, and uh, with 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 lyrics you try to connect your life with with God. So it's it's hard to explain for me but um first of all the um first of all the inspirations comes out from uh from a life, you know, from different uh situations. And in lyrics you just try trying to explain your feelings, what do you feel according to God. And sometimes uh, we even don't uh, look into the Bible. You know, we're just trying to explain our emotions. What do we feel according to God? And we're trying to explain the love of God to people and our love to God. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a. And see, this is this is all coming from a guy who's and and a church that's really like they've made. It's important to them to know the people that they're trying to reach and the people in the congregation and they write songs with that in mind like what can what will speak to these these people um shifting gears a little bit i know which i, I didn't i don't guess i we talked about this in the pregame show but i'm sure you can answer these questions pretty easily uh, it's cool you you've got in this church you've got a really strong group of young people from about i mean from 
kind of college aged. <laughs> That's our uh, our live audience here. Um, from our college age, like college age ish people to mid to late twenties, like there's a really strong group of guys of that are growing and have a lot of giftings and and Tim is kind of one of the the leaders of of that group and they're they're doing some really cool things to try to grow that group not just through a discipleship standpoint but grow it numerically too I'm trying to reach out to other people that are that age in Rakiv in um and and they've come up with some really cool ideas for how to do that, and they've seen some fruit. And uh, one of the cool things they've done is a thing called uh, 6 p.m. that that Tim kind of helped plan and organize that. And um, I, and Tim, along with our our good friend Arthur, and um, they they've really put a lot of work into that. And and it's kind of like a well, I'll let Tim kind of explain what it is and what the thought behind that is and how they're using that to try to reach young people in the city. So the 6 p.m. is it's really simple project. Uh, first of all, it's a Bible study project for youth, but uh, we try to make it more neutral, uh, to make it more non-religious. Uh, so the youth... Uh, non-believer youth can can be can feel themselves uh, comfortable with with church with uh, Christian uh, guys and so at 6 p.m. Uh, we gather together uh, to drink coffee uh, discuss uh, hang out to play games and uh, just to meet non-believer youth and after that uh, when uh, non-believer youth can get comfortable with us. We can talk about Jesus and uh, read Bible with them. That's awesome. That's a really cool idea. Um, something I've been really impressed with. I mean, these guys. I'm telling you, like you're, they are creative. They're not not just very gifted musically, very creative. Else, other places. I don't know what words I was trying to say there. Tim's probably better English than I am. Um, <laughs> they're they're very creative, very gifted, very but they they take it seriously. They six p.m. wasn't just something they came up with, so they threw it together. I mean, they spent time praying about it. I mean, probably days praying for six p.m. for the people that would come, and just like everything else here, God has blessed that and blessed. Um, the prayers of his people. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add to any of that, Tim? Or, or are you you good? I think uh, you said it all. It's just me, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, is there anything else specifically that you'd like to talk about while we're recording? Um, anything that I forgot? Or I don't know. You okay. Okay, well, um, see, so, like I said, I mean, it's like you, if you get a chance to come here, you should come here. Um, it's awesome. And, um, so what, what are some, 
in in this area with not just being racially diverse, but just being in an area where I mean they are the this church is the only evangelical gospel presence in this city. Um, the rest is very religious, legalistic. Um, that's that's what everything else is here. And um, so, what are some just in, in that context and in the city? What what are some difficulties that you find trying to? Um, like I know it can be frustrating that you know you, you've got a very gifted band and a very gifted worship music, but just where you're at, it's hard to get your content out to other people. What what are some like that? Like what are some some difficulties that you find even in just leading worship on a Sunday? Some things that are very hard that might be more specific to this place that other people in America or other places like Japan. Shout out to our Japanese listeners, all eight of you, um, <laughs> might not find as difficult. Um, I'll filibuster while you you think of some some of those things, but um, yeah, because I just kind of threw that question out and didn't really prepare him for it um but but i know it's just while tim's thinking about that like it's it's really cool how well they do the racially diverse thing here um how they're able to do i mean like we talked about in the service they're singing in three different languages like that's amazing and they do it well and seamlessly and it might seem less seamlessly to somebody that doesn't know any of the three languages that they sing in but to me it's like I would have never guessed you're singing in three different languages. It just sounds all awesome and the same, and people are all worshiping for every one of those songs. But um, so yeah. So what what are some some difficulties here? Um, f- first of all, it seems to me that the biggest uh, difficulty is traditions, because uh, our people they are really religious, and uh, we are playing. Uh, little bit different kind of music that they are uh, used to and when you lead worship uh, sometimes people ask why do you play so loud why do you use drums or why do you use electric guitars or why do you use overdrive pedals or, or something like that you know uh, uh, our people they they like really quiet uh, music they li- like uh, to be uh, very legalistic and so sometimes it's really hard to lead worship when, when there are uh, so many different thoughts you know but um, uh, you know people they don't uh, got used to this kind of worship uh, so the biggest uh, difficulty is traditions mm. yeah. yeah that yeah it's like you have like just to add to that like a lot of the other um the other even churches like other baptist churches in this area a lot of them have it in their their laws and their rules that you can only play a piano like i mean that's how that's how like really staunch people are about their worship music and then here's tim and his worship band with their guitars and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and drums and i mean it's just but it's hey i mean this is the 
people that God sent us, like we're not going to, we've got a gifted drummer and we're not going to not use them. Like just because, like that doesn't make any sense. Like this guy, God has gifted him with the ability to play drums. And so we're going to let him play drums and worship God in that way. But I could say more that there's uh, churches that, uh, 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 like Baptist churches that allow to play acoustic guitar, but only finger style. <laughs> wow wow so um so be praying for uh the church here in rocky be praying for tim be praying for his his family his dad vadim be praying for uh our, our brother joseph and his family who also helped lead the church um be just be praying for this church and um if you want to keep up with what's going on here you can Look on Instagram, follow Prevail Missions on Instagram. Um, we've also got a website, and we work directly with Tim and his family in this church. So um, I want to real quick, before we before we finish this, introduce our our other guys here in the room. We've got um, our brother Yura over here who uh, sings in Tim's worship band some, does some singing real servant heart um he's everywhere always serving um he doesn't speak a lot of english let's see if i can get him to say hello to y'all hey yura say hello hello <laughs> that's yura we've got um our brother slavic over here who runs zip lines um and his father is also a pastor is that in that right he's yeah of a Baptist church, yeah. He, him and Tim are good friends. He helps us out with um, helping us out with the camp tomorrow. We're going to send a bunch of kids down a zip line, and they're going to scream, and they're going to tell all their friends about it, and their friends are going to come to know Jesus. So, Slavic, you want to say hello? Hello. Hello. <laughs> and then we've got our other brother here, Nazar, who is actually one of those drummers we were just talking about. He drums for um tim and the worship band some and yeah and the the roma worship band he he sings he drums he beatboxes he uh carries people's guitars around for them he does yeah he makes coffee at 6 p.m he does a little bit of everything nazar you want to say hello hello uh, that's our that's our audience here. Um, so you'll probably be hearing some more from them in the future and on future trips. And um, so this is again Sports and Jesus. We are sponsored by who are we sponsored by? Audible AudibleTrial.com slash Sports and Jesus. Also Red Leather Clothing, Red Leather Clo C L O dot com. Go check out. They've got some new merchandise out go buy a t-shirt buy your hat there um the owner there is an awesome guy also enjoys ministry also really ministry focused and mission focused um he's a great guy hopefully we'll be interviewing him at some point too but um we're out see y'all till next time Death is the exit to leave, here and we all go through it You think I'm ready, you got that right, I look forward to it You say I'm crazy for Jesus, that boy's done went insane But I wrote with Paul to live as Christ and to die as gain The man, the woman, who will set their one goal to commune with God and to be with Him Everything else will fall in place, absolutely everything else will fall in place